Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hey everyone, it's Chatting with Nan. It's Natalie Jean. It's Natalie Jean. Today we have the honor of having CVM on our show, on my show. Stevie M. is a singer-songwriter from Long Island, New York, who writes empowering pop music that seeks to bring hope, strength, and joy, especially to people who have been told that they are less than. She sings messages of body positivity, determination, personal grit, and lighthearted joy. Her mission as an artist is to help people to see their worth. Discovering theater at a young age, she had aspirations of Broadway, but her classical training led her to pursue opera, which she did for almost a decade. Through a series of tribulations, including a battle with Crohn's disease and a vocal injury, Stevie began writing her own words and melodies, embracing the beauty of imperfection with her first love, pop music. Pop music. Stevie's self-titled de- debut album is available on all music platforms, Her sophomore EP is scheduled to be released in the fall of 2023. Let's give her a round of applause. How are you, Stevie? I'm great. How are you? I'm still alive. (laughs) That's basically all we can say at this point, right? Because this world is cray cray. Beyond it really, <laughs> it really is. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's. I don't even know what to say anymore because you wake up and you're like, really? Did that just I happen? I know. It's oh. like we keep peeling back a new layer. <laughs> uh, yes, that's what it is. Peeling. That's a. You know, yeah. that's a feeling. Peeling back a new layer, basically. I know, like the, the onion of crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh! So it's been three years since the first. Uh, pandemic hit us and we had to stay right. by ourselves or with family members. You know, some mm-hmm. people ended up getting divorced after that. <laughs> and some right. family members don't talk to each other after that. Um, mm-hmm. How did you fare during that time when we were locked down? How, how was it for you? Okay. I have to say I was very lucky. Like we had um, I was very lucky. <laughs> My husband and I enjoy each other's company, so that's good. Um, We were both able to work remotely. Mm. I was able to give voice lessons remotely, and I I started – it was kind of – I hate to say – like, there were blessings about it. I don't want to say the pandemic was a blessing, but there were blessings about it. Um, There are blessings in everything if you really want to see that. So, for me (laughs) – it really kind of forced me to get my home studio together oh, great. because I was working in studios mm. and I was in the middle of like 
to, I was like right at the end of a song and in the middle of another right. song and we couldn't finish it because the studios were shut down. Right. And obviously I can't go. And I didn't want to go in. Like they started letting people in and I'm like, I'm not going into like an enclosed booth where people breathe on a microphone. <laughs> like, right. um, so one of my producers, I was like, can I do this myself without going broke? I just need the basics. And she's like, yeah, no, it's totally doable. Just get this and get this and get this. And um, I was able to finish the EP um, from recording at home. And Ooh. then I was, I was still able to work. And, so, and then we were able to stay safe inside. And that's a blessing, too. So we, we got really lucky. We, uh, <laughs> it's funny because we're not big drinkers but we had this like wine collection for like when people came over yes. and we ended up getting through it in like a month <laughs> and then oh my like, god oh, I love it do? we need wine now <laughs> like, we're wine drinkers I love it I love it you know yeah, you I wouldn't feel mm-hmm. bad about that you needed it listen everybody needed yeah. to drink Once in a, I mean we didn't you know um, the other thing was, you know how you keep saying to yourself, like, oh, if I ever had, like, a week free, I would do this. Like, I would organize right. my drawers. I would, like, all these things that, like, and I was, like, okay, now's the time to, like, put my money where my mouth is. Like, am I serious about saying I would do this in my free time? So I really just embraced the time and used it to do artist things. Like, right. to write more, to have co-writes with people, like, virtually um, and to just embrace like music wherever I could, it was, it was fine. Like, you know, right. I think, and there was always that moment where you're like, you're like, I can't believe we're here and blah, blah, blah. And then right. you look back and like, one day I'm going to look back and like, wish I had time to just chill and sit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. What I found, what I read about is, you know, a lot of people, because they had time to think, they realized mm-hmm. that the profession you know, their profession, their job, whatever, is not something that they wanted to do. They realized they needed to be happy in life. And I read a lot of yeah. articles where people quit their jobs to pursue their own yeah. passion. And I think that's and awesome. The other you know? thing, mm-hmm. well, right, because even some of them couldn't work, and then they just figured right, these right. new, like, side hustles that became, yeah. Right. The other thing was I, um, I had a voice injury that was, voice injuries are like really taboo in the music community like in the mm-hmm. in the singer community especially it's like oh right. well you're singing on health and mine was basically because I had like terrible bronchitis and also like mm-hmm. being immune compromised yeah. so um whatever like but there's no shame even if it wasn't so yeah. um and maybe I did like push anyways the point is I I had this thing and I had this like this kind of stuff in my voice and because of the pandemic I was just mm-hmm. able to like rest more and I really right. feel so much during that time and now I feel like I really I feel like different than before but in some ways better because I learned all of these coping skills to sing right. around different things like I was a voice teacher before but like working with a um, a voice therapist taught me all these new skills I can like help so many more people Mm. And I have so many more ways to stretch my voice than I ever had. Right. So that's another big thing. Um, so, you know, obviously it's been three years since we went through the first big one and COVID's kinda of, kinda of coming back now, but it's more I mean, it's more like flu. Um it's more like flu season, it's yeah. Here it's here to stay. So people just need to get used to it. Um mm-hmm. but 
what I see <clears throat> is that, you know, like you said, there's a lot of positive things. We don't like to call COVID positive, but let, let me tell yeah. you, there's a lot of people that came through a lot of self-realization in regards mm-hmm. to uh, their own passions, specifically artists. So yeah. during time, so this past three years, was there anything that you wanted to change about your artistry? Did you change anything about your artistry? Or you, did you basically say, no, I'm good. I know who I am. Oh, that's a really good question. I, I think that it definitely gave me time to think about, like, what am I doing with this? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, what is it that my platform is? If I'm, you know, I guess if you're going to be an artist, it really should not just be like, I like this music and I'm going to put it right. out. And um, I really think that my writing and what I put out is not all of it, but I try to let it be like light work, you know, like I want to leave more light on the planet than I, than was there before I got there. So in these songs, like some songs are just like, they're like silly, but the point is like, it's okay to just not be so serious and like, you know, have a little fun. And then there's other ones that are like, I hear you, I see you, like, and I try to keep it empowering and mm-hmm. not just write about, like, you know, someone's breakup or, you know, and there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. I, I think all songs are light work. I even, I had this, like, conversation with myself about, like, but some songs are light work. and like, are all songs light work? And I was like, even the song song, is that light work? And then, yeah. I was like, you know what? Yes, it is. Because what if someone was having like a really bad day and then that comes on and they're like, song, right. song, song. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, you so understand it. To like you not judge. It. Yeah. To just let it come through. And I think and that was it. I was like, I really want to speak to people who, who are told in our culture mm-hmm. that, they are not as valuable for some stupid mm. reason, like arbitrary reason. Right. And it's time to be talking about the worth of different things than we stress in the regular old society. And I just want to lend a moment to that. Like, oh, also, like, oh, this is so great. This is the idea. Okay, also, people who don't reach that particular ideal are also super worthy and awesome people. Right. So Which I, think that's, I think that's what it gave me time to like really hone in on like that, like what the mission was. I think that's awesome because that's way, that's muy importante. And very important. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I learned over time, especially with TikTok, cause I took this course TikTok Tap university and they were telling us that the most, the videos that do well are the ones where people are being the most authentic. It's not mm-hmm. the gimmicky stuff. But the people that are being really real, because when people see that, they're like, oh, I can do that, too. Like, I'm a mm-hmm. social, um, social change type of singer or songwriter myself. And yeah. my goal also is to, um, I want to make a difference, even if it's one person. I want right. to, make, you know, have that person laugh, cry, spit, I don't know, do something. Just jump feel up seen, down. yeah. Yes. And, and I'm glad that you touched on the, tub, the subject of acceptance. You know, one of the things mm-hmm. I learned over time is that, you know, the first person that needs to accept oneself is that we, ourselves. We have to accept ourselves. We have to learn right. to love mm-hmm. And we and, live in a- and here's, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about this a lot because in my kind of spiritual journey, which also, 
had a lot more time to be explored in the in the COVID times. But um, everything I'm saying really comes down to self worth because right. if you really love every gross little aspect of yourself, right. every like weird you know yeah. thing, you start to respect it in others and you start to not That's judge right. it. Amen. And then you start to say whatever whatever it is I need to give myself, like mm-hmm. is what they need to give themselves and what I what we can give to each other. It's like every everything I'm really learning mm-hmm. lately is about self worth and, and it makes no sense at first, but when you really you really think about it, it's like if you if you're triggered by something somebody does Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with you. I mean, if they, you know, hurt you, that's right. Oh, but right. um, yeah. But if if you're triggered by seeing someone do something that you don't mm-hmm. agree with, and that makes you so angry, that makes you so angry. There's some reason that you're angry, and the reason is probably because you're denying a little part of your self love, right? That right. you wish wasn't there. That you you right. push it away because you don't want to accept yourself completely, a hundred percent fully. And I totally and I totally agree with you. Um. I think we live in such a sad world in the sense that when we are um, when we are um, watching different things or listening to different things, we see different types of people. <clears throat> we don't call that person by name, but sometimes we call by what we see in front of us. Yeah. Um, whether somebody's um, plus size or somebody's black, white, green, I don't know, and. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I did a TikTok today, yesterday. I think it was yesterday. I can't remember. Um, about I have Beyonce. to follow you. I didn't even know you were on TikTok. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. You see the you see the cray cray side. Um, okay. So I, I did a TikTok on Beyonce because Beyonce, <laughs> she was dressed in this silver outfit. She had frosty hair, and her skin tone was she almost looked white. Oh and, yeah, I saw people talking about that. And I did a TikTok. I said, "What? What? For, for somebody that's so pro-black, I'm amazed that she would allow her stylist or fashionista people to do this to her." To release that. Mm-hmm. And so, some but that's weird that. because mm-hmm. do you ever feel like sometimes it's just like the way that like the light reflects or something? Because then okay. somebody showed a different picture of her in that same outfit, and it like wasn't as bad. Somebody said the same thing, and right. I and I and I and I said, "Listen, I've had pictures of me where it looked like my skin was light skin and I'm brown skin, but you know yeah. what I did? I went back to the photographer and I said, you need to fix this.' Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I I still have a problem with Beyonce. First of all, yes, lighting does affect things. You're 100 sure. correct, but you have the power to say no." This doesn't look yeah. like me. I mean, her skin is so pale in comparison. Uh-huh. What I did is I did a side-by-side shot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That, okay, I'm going to look at it. Yeah, that new thing, because my, my TikTok is not Natalie Jean Music, but okay. it's, it's that picture of her and her silver thing, and then a picture of her performing. And so uh-huh. you can see the the difference, the big difference between oh, the Oh, so two. it's just the photo. Okay, 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 yeah. Yeah. So what I'm what I say to people is this: we have the power to change the conversation. I, I think it was 100%. Holly Berry. I don't know if she was on Vogue. I can, it might not have been her, but she, uh, 
somebody that had freckles, a star that had freckles, and the uh-huh. and the the person, the editor or whatever, removed the freckles. She said, "No, you're going to put this back." So uh-huh. I say this to say that we freckles. have a problem. We have a problem, or somebody that may be plus size and they try to make. Uh, make we know that happened. Um, Megan Trainer, not that she's plus size even, but right. on her cover of her album. She mm-hmm. noticed that the Photoshop like cinched in her waist, and she's like, what? "I know I don't look like that." And she's like, "Can you please undo it?" And they they had to redo the whole thing. Like, I don't. It's unrealistic. I don't actually look like that. Exactly. So then yeah. it goes back to the whole Beyonce thing. She don't look like that. Somebody tried. Mm-hmm. Well, it's supposed to be artsy. No. No. Right. And there's nothing wrong with the way she does look, especially yeah. Beyonce. You know, can do anything. Yeah, I mean, she can. She's she's very successful. I mean, it's just a Debbie Downer. It, it's, mm-hmm. So that was to say <clears throat> that in, the environment needs more people like you, like me, that are trying uh-huh. to show people you are loved, you are worth it. Screw the other yeah. people. Screw the other people. Literally. Yeah. And and the only. The only way we can do, like, it has to start within us. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard when you're growing up and you see people on TV and they're disproportionately rewarded for, like, looking a certain way or doing a certain thing. And it's hard to be outside of that. But, like, most people – this is the thing that really got me. Like, if you look at someone that you think is your ideal and you ask Mm -hmm. them if they feel beautiful, most Mm -hmm. of the time they will say no. Exactly. They'll say, no, 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 I have to, I have to lose weight here and I have to get a no job and I have to do, and I really hate this part of me. And you'll have this whole back and forth about what parts of you guys you hate. But like, and the beautiful girls feel disgusting. That's a problem for me. It is. Like who wins this game? Who like really just feels awesome? Like all, you know what I mean? Who is that person? And, and like, even when you, it's almost like if you, you just get into a bigger league mm-hmm. with more exclusivity. And so you have a right. new level of things right. you have to hit and there's no winner. There's no person at the top. And if you're at the top, it's for like five seconds until the trend changes. Mm, exactly. Now I just finished reading <clears throat> Britney Spears woman in me. Oh, you did. Okay. And it was really good. It was, re- listen, I said, um, I didn't I want to get the audio book. Yeah. I, I didn't talk on it. And I said, listen, I don't care if that woman ever speaks to her mom, her dad, her sister, any of them. And she recently had lunch with or dinner with her mom. And I'm like, kudos for her, but I would never speak to them again. But there's a uh-huh. point in life where her father um, was telling her she was fat, this, that, and the other. And she was skinny. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so it's those pressures around us. That word, dude. <laughs> that try to tell us, no, you need to look like this. And it's BS. And and the and the thing yeah. is that with bodies, there are different body types. Not everybody can be a zero or six or five right. or four. Yeah. There's not in their genetic makeup. So I no. think people need to take tutorials on these kinds of things. Now, how what made you decide to get into the music business, which is something that you saw, you heard, or did you mm. come out of womb and you're like, I'm Phoebe, this is what I'm doing. Okay, okay, yeah. So there's two answers. One is when I was a little girl, 
I mm. was like obsessed with like the Cindy Lauper, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, singing yeah. to the hairbrush and that. Yep. And like I would watch the Annie movie like a hundred times. Like my mom said I would watch it and then rewind it and watch it again. Rewind. Mm. That's how old I am. Um. So, um, then so there was that. So I always knew I wanted to sing, but I really thought it was going to be like in a theatrical way. And I did. I did theater. I, I went to grad school and I did opera. And I thought I would just be that, like singer for hire. And mm-hmm. I was writing music like in high school. And then when I got through um, music school in college, I kind of let them convince me that pop music was like lower and not valuable. Okay. And so I stopped writing music. Mm. And so I was not like in the music business. I was more in like show business. Okay. And then when... So when my voice injury happened, I, um, it was like, I got bronchitis and I got sick and then I canceled some gigs, but then I did some gigs, which made me not heal as fast. And then I got it again and, you know, same thing. So, and then, um, because of my autoimmune stuff, like it just kind of turned into this condition for at the time. And then I had to cancel everything. I could barely, I could barely sing. Like I was, it wasn't good. And in that quiet time, I was like, I don't know what to do with my life now. Like, should I, should I be like a Zumba instructor? Like, what should I be? You know, like, what should I do? Um, And in that quiet time, I started hearing music again. And I was like, you know what? Let me like, let me do this fun little songwriting thing. I'm not doing anything. It was like my way of like staying in music however I could. Right. And I'm like, well, nothing will come of these songs. They're just for fun, you know, whatever. And I realized in that time, like, I still want to be in music, but I can't do it the way I've been doing it because now I have special considerations in my voice. I'm not indestructible anymore. I'm, and I have this like jankiness in my voice now where I have some sort of a rasp and like, that's not celebrated in the classical world. (laughs) Um, And so I decided I'm not an opera singer anymore. I was a crossover. I'm still a crossover singer, but I decided opera is not on the table anymore. And Um, I said, why don't I just start writing music that like caters to the jankiness in my voice? There are plenty of people with janky voices like that we love. Like what about Miley Cyrus? You know, like what about, you know, people with stuff in their voice, like raspy, even Britney Spears had a rasp, you know? Um, And so I decided to, to do that. And so I went to my husband and I was like, I'm going to, be an artist. I'm going to be a recording artist because then if I feel bad, I don't have to record that day, you know? And if I feel good, if I'm having a good day, I can just jump on the mic and get it done. And like, I can, I can be, you know, authentic in that way. And like say, say messages that I want to say and not just ones that have been written by other people. And he goes, okay. He's like, yeah, but do you understand how competitive the music business is and I was like yeah um I've been a professional singer for 15 years yes I think I know what competition is like so um so it's been it's been really interesting and fun and I it's taken me places I didn't really think I could go and then now today like I have a classical rehearsal after this so I'm back to classical which is wonderful but I'm still I just will never let this go like this is this is Kind of like with like Lizzo and the flute, you know, <laughs> like yeah, no, I, I get still it. love my classics and still music that I want to make and, and feel like I'm expressing what I need to in like a fun oh, yeah. way. 
Well, I absolutely love that. You got to do your thing. Now, I am going to play Coal and a Diamond. Tell me what yes. that's about. <laughs> okay. So the the story actually started with us recording a Christmas song. So this is a bit timely. Mm. Um, I was recording a Christmas song for um, one of my co-writers, and I'm I'm on the the writing team for that song, but she, she mostly had it done by the time we got together. So we just, we fixed some things and whatever. Um, and we had it produced and it wasn't a CDM track. It was, or it, okay. I didn't know what it was, but it, it wasn't. So I, um, I recorded the song and when I got it back, I felt like he, he kind of like pasteurized it, you know, and it was like very, very, very clean to the point where it was like, I don't, this does not, does not feel like me, you know? And, and he said, well, what did you want me to do with it? And he's like, how much did you want me to polish it? And I was like, I don't know, somewhere between coal and a diamond. Like, and I was like, that's a diamond. I don't think that's what I am. I think I'm like a smoky quartz, you know? Um, and so, but we ended up, you know, leaving it. And of course I love that song. And it was, it was very appropriate because he wanted a really commercial sound because we were pitching it for commercials and stuff. Um, and so even though I do love that song, so I, but I always kept that phrase with me because I'm like, that's it. Like that's right. my authenticity. It's like, I'm somewhere between coal and a diamond. And if, and that's, I'm fine with that. And the thing is a diamond, if you look at a diamond, it has, it has flaws. Some of that you, they, yeah. we call them flaws but it has like a different color or like an inclusion or um, a slight crack or something. And that makes it less valuable, but like, that's only if we accept that, you know? And so when I got approached by this producer, Rob Kurana to do Mm -hmm. a track together, he, um, he gave me like the the sort of skeleton of that track and I wrote over it. And I was like, this is my chance to like say what I need to say about that. Like, like I, diamonds are precious and rare and so am I and mm. they have flaws and so do I and if, if that makes me like not a diamond then cool go find Lucy in the sky like that's right like you Love know alright so it's like a if if I'm too much like if I'm too much then go find less kind of thing alright let me play it here we go I must be pretty Why would you still be I know I'm glittering But there's so much more to see I'm not your perfect prima donna ballerina I don't want to be your prize
hope you appreciate That your ring box ain't where to be Cause I don't negotiate My color cut and clarity That's not fair to me I'm not your perfect ballerina, prima donna I'm not here to be your prize When you're ready, come and find me When I'm more than just a shiny piece of eyes And I'll say it again one part of it. And yeah. so like I, I take my dance classes and I um 
go around and wear cute outfits and, you know, whatever. And I perform on stage and just living that way. I, I can't even tell you how, if I see a plus size woman look so beautiful, it just, Mm -hmm. it like lights up my whole life. It it, it inspires me so much. Um, So I'm hoping that I can do some version of that. And then number two is I'm also um, a voice teacher. Okay. So I really try to, infuse my students most of them are female presenting not all of them but I really want them to feel that their authenticity is cherished and nurtured and you know wants to come out because that's all we have as artists like it has to be from that honest place and I really want them to feel honored for like whatever it is that they have going on even if it's not like like, even if it's not a style that I particularly like, like, I want them to be able to, like, be their most true selves and hone that. I take that really seriously. Mm. Um, and also just, okay, the other thing is, like, how we engage in talking about other women. Right. Because, like, every the thing is, when you say something, you think it's very innocuous, but if you really know, if you're really self-actualized and you know your own power, you know right. that everything you say has the power to influence someone in a way that changes their life. And so cool. for you to throw off a quick, you know, thing about like, oh, well, she doesn't really look good. You know, like it, it reverberates and someone heard that and someone that you criticize, like you criticize somebody for something that somebody who heard you also has, you know what I mean? And you've insulted someone you didn't even know you insulted or whatever, you know? So I think it's just like shifting, shifting what's important about what we talk about. And like, I like, and also that, that extends to how we talk about ourselves too. Because when we talk about ourselves, people see what we really think is important to us right. about ourselves. Right. And that also treats other people. It teaches other people how to treat themselves. So mm-hmm. our words, like really being impeccable with our words. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not going to say that I'm like that all the time. But like, right. like if we can it's like if we can do the things that we don't say, like we can let the things that we don't want to be in this world, just be unsaid and right. let the things that we want to be in this world be what we talk about and what we think about. That's the most, I think the most grassroots way to empower people. And then you empower yourself in the process, which is great. Amen. I agree. You know what I mean? yeah. Now, how do, you, how do you feel like, what do you, do you have do like I, another way? Well, no, I think I do the same thing. Um, I'm one that I, I I try to get people to speak their truth. Like so many people are afraid to say something uh-huh. because for fear of what people might think. You, one of the biggest things is people care too much about what other people think. That's the biggest yeah, thing. Yeah, so true. And I had to learn to get out of that myself for the longest time. And, and I've done pretty well of it because I could give two shits about what people think. Now, mm-hmm. um, because I'm not here to live my life for other people. Like you said, we have to be happy for ourselves. So so one of the things that I do is like, you know, I try to get women to, to speak up. It's like, you can't care what Mm -hmm. this is important in your life. You've got to be able to speak up. If you want to make a difference in the world, you need to be that change. You need to um, be 
yourself and let people see your light shine. Because to sit, mm-hmm. I always tell people to sit in the darkness while the others, the other lights are out there is not going to do you any good. And and mm-hmm. and I tell women that you have a purpose, you have a destiny, you have something that the world needs. You are here for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, you know. And, and that do doesn't mean that everyone has to be the same. You know what I mean? Like right. like and you're saying, if, if the, the truth isn't the same, and that's and that's not something that you identify with. Like that's fine. Right. Like we all can shine differently and have the different right. places exactly. to do that. Exactly. I agree with you a hundred percent. I always tell people you need to embrace your uniqueness. Be you. Yeah. Don't worry. It's like even with artists um, that, you know, they have a favorite artist and they emulate that artist and they so want to be like that. I said, but who are you? You need to find out who you are first before you decide well, uh-huh. you're going to be the next Taylor Swift. Because when I've gone to music conferences, They'll tell us, they'll say, well, we don't want to hear Taylor Swift. We want to see what you bring to the table because uh-huh. they've already heard Taylor Swift. Right. You know, and if you're, if you want to be one of those people that, um, you know, the, like a, a Taylor Swift impersonator or like they have a lot of people that, <laughs> you know, then by all means do it if that's your thing. But don't be afraid to bring out who you are as an artist. Because, you know, people are always like, oh, some people send you sound too much like this artist. Who are you? Yeah. It's how you learned and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's true. I tell it to my students all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, well, that sounds a lot like the original recording. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Good job, but yeah. Good job, but ah, you need to put a little something else in it. Now, mm-hmm. um, tell me how Watch Me Go, which I'm going to play next. Um, okay. was inspired by the ballroom dancing. Okay, okay. This is really, I think it's a funny story. Um, I, in doing musical theater, you dance, right? But then I went to classical school and we didn't have to really dance. And if we did dance, it was like learn the waltz or like learn right. this like classical style dance, like, you know, whatever. Um, and I kind of, I didn't connect to that for a while. And then I would take like dance classes here or there. I got really into Zumba and that was my Mm -hmm. thing. But then, you know, pandemic happened and I haven't been back because I can't, maybe now I could, but like the, the thought of people like heavy breathing and sweating in the same Mm -hmm. enclosed space really freaked me out. So I, I didn't do it. And I, we moved to like a smaller house, so I don't have room to do it on the floor here. Anyway. So, I decided to take ballroom lessons because it was a smaller environment. Right. And I had never really done ballroom before beyond that, like classical dance stuff. And Mm -hmm. I really fell in love with Latin ballroom dance. And I, it's just, I just love it so much. And so me and my teacher would work together and I would participate in the event that like the studio would hold. Right. And one of the events was called Dancing Like the Stars. Like, not Dancing with the Stars, Dancing Like the Stars. So we would pick a routine from Dancing with the Stars and perform it. And then it would be like a school-wide competition. Mm. And so I decided to pick um, a dance that Amber Riley had done because I love her so much. You know from Glee, Amber? Yeah. And she's also a fuller woman. And I knew that in these, like, in Dancing with Stars, it's like everyone's being, like, tossed around. <laughs> like, I don't, right. I don't know. So I wanted to see someone, like, with a fuller body do these moves. And 
So I picked this one I thought that I could, I could do. We worked it up and we did it and I won the whole thing. Like they had like a mirror ball trophy they like displayed in the studio for like months before. And I won the mirror. And like, I had only been at the studio for like six months. So I was like, there's no way, even if I was the best dance, there's no way I would actually win because, um, but apparently I got the highest score in like my division. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was like, they like weighted it out to be a higher score than the people in the upper divisions. I don't know what. So so I was like sitting down in the chair and I was waiting to hear the listener to, to like hear the winners. And I was thinking, Oh, maybe I got like a third place. That would be nice. You know, and I didn't get the third place. I went, Oh, okay. never mind. You know, whatever right. next year it's fine. And, um, and then I was waiting to hear the person I thought was going to win got second place. And I was like, wait, mm. who beat them? <laughs> and then they said me and I'm like, what? <laughs> so, um, mm. I came home and I had called, I texted my husband and be like, oh yeah, it went fine. We did good. Not amazing, but good. I'm happy with it. And then I came back with this big mirror ball trophy. He's like, oh, I guess you did fine. Right. right. <laughs> and, and I just couldn't, it was really significant for me because I'm like, the fat girl won. Like, you know, like I, mm. I can't, like, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine that like this school full of people, and it was like, I won. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm not giving myself enough credit. I guess right. I'm like qualifying myself. I'm disqualifying myself out of things that I should be able to be doing. And I'm, I'm, I'm selling myself short in many ways. And mm. so when it was like, all right, we're done. Like I wasn't invited to the party because of different things, but that doesn't mean I don't belong there. And so I'm busting in <laughs> pretty much. That's that. right. Um, so like quick, quick, slow, watch me go, you know? And so if you listen to the lyrics, there's all these like little chestnuts of like dance lingo. Mm -hmm. Like um, when I say T-A-N-G-O, that's like how you count your tango. You go like T-A-N-G-O. And that's how you count your steps. Um and then I say, like, you know, cha-cha-cha or quick-quick-slow. And these are, like, all, like, little things we say. Um, so it's it's become, like, a new hobby that I'm really grateful for. Okay. Um, and that – and then I, um, I brought this to a producer that I know does amazing. Like, we've been wanting to work together for a while, and he's the Spanglish guy. Like, he does the okay. light pop. And so I was like, what do you think of this? We were, like, going to – we were going to collab. And I was like, if you hate this, we can write something different. And he was like, no, this is fire. We're doing this. And I'm like, okay, great. Cool. Um, and then we didn't know what to do in the middle. So it just but it felt very dramatic what we were doing. And it was like, what if I just did some like high soprano things? And he was like, yeah, I love it. Go for it. And then, so we did like operatic soprano, like, and then he was rapping over it. And it mm. seemed like a cool fusion of the two of us and like right. embracing all of our aspects of what make us unique together. Um, and it was, it was one of my favorite um, collaborations ever. I think um, Ivy States is an amazing artist and amazing producer. Um, so this is one of the pieces I'm definitely most proud of. Cause it's uh -huh. like, you got to take your chances. You can't, you can't like wait for people to get around to giving you a turn. You have to, 
you have to advocate for yourself and you have to make bold choices. Amen. If you need to get what you want. All right, here we go. Watch me go. Rest of the night. It's always funny if um if you if I sing it live, 
and people don't know the song. Like they don't know <laughs> that the high notes are coming, and all of a sudden, like, I yeah, I mean, go, that's, wait, what? I love that <laughs> I'm like, that's that's the killer part. That's I love it. It's amazing. I can't hit those notes unless somebody hits me. (laughs) (laughs) Injures me somehow. Um, But my God, thank you so much. Well, our time is up. I can't believe it went by so fast. Um, I know. I I had an amazing chat with you and you have an amazing voice. Uh, Let everybody know where they can find you online. Okay. Um, I am online at Stevie Music, S-T-E-V-I-M Music, uh, at like all social medias. Okay. Um, on Insta, it's Stevie M underscore music and everything else, Stevie M Music. And I would love to connect. I love to talk to people who like music, of course. <laughs> I feel you. Me too. Um, you are awesome. I'm going to check out more of your music. I can't wait to hear everything else that you have. Um, and continue to empower women. One day we'll have to do an IG live. I think that would be okay. a lot of fun. Yeah, I would love that. Let's let's both have a glass of wine in our hand when we do it. That would be awesome. You you're not sick of wine. No, <laughs> no, we we're kind of over it now. But we had that All right, Stevie, thank you so much. All right, everybody, this was chatting with Nat, me, Natalie Jean, with Stevie M. She's a wonderful singer-songwriter. She does it all. She empowers women. You've got to listen to her. Buy the music. You can stream it. Buy, buy the music, people. You know? Mm-hmm. You don't really make much yeah. Spotify. No, Spotify. No, Spotify. not at all. Not at all. But check her out. She's amazing. She's wonderful. She's talented. She is a wonderful woman. Until next time, on Chatting with Nut. Thank you, CB. Thank you. This is amazing. I'm going to go follow your TikTok right now, actually. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard.